what is going on we are back again today in the studio excited to bring you guys the xfl week one preview uh getting excited talking a little bit about this getting ready for uh what looks like to be a very fun fun football league so let's kick it off right now here uh with get the ball rolling Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we are back again today in the studio. Beautiful and sunny St. George. Last week was extremely cold, so it's great to be back where it's a little bit warmer. Hit up uh, 62 degrees today. Uh, this morning I woke up, uh, went off to my class, and uh, totally forgot what kind of shirt I was wearing. And uh, woke up, uh, or I, I, you know, I take off my jacket, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm wearing my, uh, wearing my long sleeve uh, OSU shirt. So uh, that happened today, so it's been kind of a fun day. But let's jump into the XFL and uh, what happened this weekend. Now, for a lot of you, you're probably thinking, you know, that was a fun weekend. Uh, it's like what most millennials think or uh, Gen Zs think, you know, and uh, it blew up. It was trending. You know, you you became Twitter famous or or, or TikTok famous, whatever. You, you blew up and we got to see what's going to happen this next week. But I really genuinely believe that this Thing, this 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 league is built for the long run. It was so much fun to watch the XFL last weekend. Now, I don't know how many of you guys out there watched it. I would hope if you're listening to an XFL uh, recap slash thoughts, I would imagine that you were listening to it. But it was so much fun to watch. I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, I was able to watch most of every single game, if not the entire game, uh, the Seattle game. I was actually at a softball game uh, helping one of my friends out out there. and uh, But I was streaming it. So uh, don't tell my mom or my dad because I was using some uh, some of our uh, data, right? But no, I streamed a little bit of the game, went home, ended up watching it. Uh, I watched the game later that night. Uh, the the Roughnecks playing LA decided to go on a bike ride um, at the gym. So I spent an hour doing, you know, riding the, the, the stationary bike and I uh, was watching the game. And then Sunday... You know, I'm watching it uh, the entire, you know, the first game I missed you know, part of it. Uh, that was probably the least interesting game out of all of them. And then at night I watched the the Battlehawks take on the Renegades, which was a really fun and interesting game as well. But there are a few things that stood out to me this last weekend and why I really think the XFL is going to be able to work. And one of the reasons I honestly believe is the idea of speed. Now... It is so, 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 so fast, and, and it is so much fun to watch. I mean, I just felt like I, we all fell in love with the spread when it finally came to fruition here in college football. It, it's slowly making its you know spread concepts into the NFL, but it was so much fun to watch uh, those concepts and how fast it was. I mean, it was get it out, throw it. Uh, now, the run games weren't as big a deal as what they are in the NFL. Uh, you know, you don't have, you can have that comeback period. You're never truly out of it with like a nine point, you would potentially have a nine point score, right? Six for, for a touchdown. And then if you go for the three point conversion, that's nine points. Uh, that can completely change a game. And I feel like that's what happened with the Defenders uh, Dragons game that, you know, they had a couple of, of miscues and so the score looks a lot worse than what it was but it was so fast so much fun uh it was it was goofy 
in, in certain ways where, you know, the, the reporters are going up to the players as they're like walking onto the field, putting their helmets on or coming off, you know, like, like, oh, you just fumbled the ball. So how does it feel to know that you totally, you know, messed up your team and everything? Like, oh, give us your thoughts. I mean, what possibly could a football player say like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they stripped the ball from me. I mean, super fun. And uh, it was quirky. But I think some of these rules need to be adopted into the NFL. It was a lot of, like I said, fun to watch. I think uh, fan engagement was was really good. I felt like DC came out uh, in Groves. Now, that might be because they were playing in Audi Stadium, which is the home of DC United, I believe. Uh, a soccer stadium, so it's a little bit smaller. But it looked fairly full. Now, MetLife, uh, obviously, there weren't as many... I don't know how, how much attendance I wasn't able to get those numbers, but uh, attendance-wise, it looked like D.C. was attended very very well. Now, a lot of jokes are going out there that the defenders had more home uh, support than what the Redskins did. Now, I'm not going to go so far as to say that, but you know what? It was really – it was it was interesting. Uh, another one I really liked was the coaches calling to play. I mean – uh, I don't think for those of you who have never played football. Now I only played football to to about my sophomore year in high school, so it was fairly basic. But I understand the principles. Being around my dad, uh, I helped him, uh, you know, call plays and stuff when he was uh, working as as the offensive and defensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach and stuff. So I I understand the lingo. But you know, as a common fan, you hear you know uh, trips right, T Y Wingo, motion Z. You're like, what is going on, like? Okay, well, now that means that play. Or, like, you know, NASCAR, NASCAR. You know, we heard uh, Peyton Manning's Omaha. You always want to know what it says, but you want to hear what's going on. Now, I don't know if the NFL will adopt that because you got to, you have, uh, I mean, no offense to the Patriots, but you got the cheaters out there. Just kidding. Just a, just a little joke. But, you know, there's people out there that would take that and would try to, to try to replicate it. But it was fun for the XFL. Uh, I think you're going to have to be constantly changing the lingo. But uh, I think the spread concepts allow you to do that. You know, one day you might be saying one to one receiver and then three to another receiver. So it's not really gain to your advantage if you're you're watching, you know, the the broadcast one instead of the, the film version one. Loved it. Uh, like I said, I love the interviews after the big play. I don't really know how that, uh, I mean, it increases fan engagement, but there's really not a lot you can say after an interception, except like you're ecstatic and you can't put into words your emotion, but I liked it. I thought it was kind of fun, and I really like the kickoff rule. I think the NFL should adopt this, at least college. Uh, now, I don't know if I'd want to put it on the opponent's, you know, 45. I feel like... I mean, that was uh, for, for the XFL. I think it works in college. I think if you put it on your, you know, 35 or your 45, uh, you know, if it doesn't get past the 20 or, or, or whatever, but I thought it made it fun. It made it uh, somewhat a consequence and it makes those plays that become m somewhat meaningless. I mean, how many times do you see a guy, you know, call a fair catch? All right, that ball starts at the 25. Or how many times it goes in the back of the end zone? If you got a good kicker, just you know, boot the ball, boot the heck out of that ball into the, you know, into the stands. We don't care because they're going to get another 25. We're not going to let this guy return it. Anyway, really liked that. I liked the extra point or the lack of extra point. The, the idea of being able to, you know, get one, two or three points. Don't know if I love the third point, uh, more of a, of a football purist. I'm sorry, but, uh, or an NFL purist, if you want to say, but I, 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 for the most part, first impressions, loved it was a lot of fun. I hope that we can continue to replicate this going forward. I think, I hope that, you know, of the 4 million uh, people, now, again, we'll get into this a little bit later, but of the 4 million of you that lit, that watched the XFL this last week and tune into the next week, uh, 
it's really hard. This is a downtime. Uh, I love the NBA, but it NBA regular season isn't as much fun as football. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I, I believe I speak for the majority of, of the country, too. I mean, 37 million people on average watch NFL games. You know, on average for, uh, for a good NBA night, it might be 1.2 million. So I feel like I'm speaking to the masses here. We want football, and we want the quality football. Now, if you guys follow me on Twitter, if not, uh, hit me up at GetRolling19. That is uh, the show's Twitter handle and my Twitter handle, uh, Tyler Fessler. And I tweeted out a picture yesterday, and this is the Crossing the Chasm, or Chasm, however you want to say it, Chasm, uh, by Jeffrey A. Moore. Now, it's a, it's a bell-shaped curve for those of you who can't access Twitter. Uh, I'm going to ex- explain it to you. So it's a bell-shaped curve, right? You guys have seen it in statistics, you know, where it goes up, uh, and then it goes back down. And uh, I feel like this has a lot to do with the XFL uh, and where it's going to land and how to adopt this into the market. Now, this is is what this is. You know, we use this in business. I'm in mean, a lot of my business classes. We say, okay, we got to cross the chasm or the chasm, right? We got. How are we going to get from uh, you know the first little bit to getting into the dipping into the majority of the population? So it's broke up into five different sections. So starting from the left, you got the the, the lowest group, and those are the innovators. Uh, the next biggest group. Oh, that's only 2.5 percent of the population. The next biggest group is the early adopters. They make up about 13.5 percent of the population. Then you have the chasm. Um, and then you have early majority, which is 34% of the population, late majority, 34% of the population, and then the laggards, which is 16% of the population. So your innovators are going to be people. Uh, we all know that guy. Uh, we all have that friend that's always up on the newest and latest, right? It might be tech. It might be uh, you know rumors and sports, but he's up on it. These are the people that will wait outside in lines and groves to go and sit and wait for the new release of an iPhone where you can get it the next day. Like They're not going to run out. We've kind of narrowed it down, but they're going to get it. They're always going to be constantly upgrading uh, cars and stuff like that. We all have that friend that 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 loves it, or you know, rumors. Oh man, did you hear Tom Brady's going to be going to Tampa Bay? Well, I heard he's going to Oakland. Oh my goodness, he gets on Oakland. Well, look, it says here Indianapolis. Well, here it says Los Angeles. Oh my, like we all have that one friend, right? And they're quick to adopt anything new. They don't care. They want new. They want fast. That is their their mindset. They're always looking for that next new thing. Uh, then. You know, in the early adopters, these are people. Uh, I feel that, that that watch trends really early. I believe this is the the people that you know took a risk with uh, Amazon when it was just a was it just a bookstore, uh, right? We're like, oh man, maybe this will be good. They invest in it, and now look how much it's worth. This might be people like Facebook. Uh, we always had. I mean, I was a little bit younger uh, when MySpace was around, but these people, ah, oh, this is another MySpace, just another social media. It's not going to work. Uh, but these are the people that are like, okay. Well, I'm going to invest in it. I want to. I want to get a Facebook account. I might be. A small minority. Now, this is thir- only 13.5% of the population, but we do have some of those people. This might be uh, concepts like if you look at Baltimore uh, and they're kind of, you know, run RPO weird thing they're doing with Lamar Jackson, but can throw it. Uh, I feel like this is kind of where they fit in. They're not innovating. I mean, we're seeing a little few different run schemes, but it's not anything crazy new, but they've adopted this and now other people are going to replicate it. Now you got the early and now you have the the, the chasm that that you're so you so if you tap into the first two right which most of the market will tap into this it's only about sixteen percent of the population so you want to hit the early majority late majority and, and these are the people everyday people that are like oh you know what I think I like Amazon do I pay for Prime 
I'm probably going to pay for Prim because it's free shipping. Uh, and then you have the people, you know, late majority that might, you know, have to wait, have to be kind of told like Netflix. They're like, oh, no, look, Stranger Things is a really good show. You should get Netflix. Well, you know, I, I still pay for cable, but, uh, you know, I want to pay for cable. I don't want to get Netflix. So there's going to be kind of that late majority. Then you have the laggards, which, you know, they're uh, they're still stuck on their flip phone or their little slide phone and they're still texting. And we have we all have that friend, too, who's like way far back. And you're like, whoa, phones can do that. Fo phones can read your face now. Man, I'm still using my uh, iPod Touch, and you're like, "What's going on, dude?" But but we're but I've broken into this. But the the chasm is between uh, the early adopters and the early majority. How are we going to get this? Now, I believe the XFL, uh, the four million of us, I believe is part innovators and part early adopters. Now, early adopters, they're going to be telling everybody, and so will the innovators. But you can only it's got to be a good quality product. <clears throat> For the or early majority to adopt this, for the or early majority to jump onto the ship. So I think that the XFL is just like any other product going to market right now. They have to figure out how to cross that uh, that chasm. Now they hit 4 million people. Now uh, on viewership, I, I, I did see jokes saying that they've had more viewership than uh, the Washington Redskins. I don't know if that's true. I tried to look up some numbers. But on average, the NFL, even bad NFL teams will average around 8 million viewers. Now I don't know if this... Uh, includes if that's TVs tuned in or if that's radios tuned in. I believe it's it is TV ratings. Uh, but if I'm watching a game, I don't know if that counts me and my wife. Does that make sense? Uh, I believe it's just that device. So we're four million. You might be saying, oh, you know, the majority of people are going to be watching it with someone else. So we're going to hit six million, eight million. And but then the NFL's numbers would be inflated as well. But you know the NFL averages low on the low end about eight million on bad games. Uh, good games can get around twenty million. Playoffs, uh, conference championship was hitting f around forty-two million on average. Super Bowl was was uh, obviously we're not even going to talk about that, but super big. So. I, so if you look at a population as a whole in in the sports world, uh, really it was about about 15, 14% based on my analysis that adopted the XFL with this 4 million. Now that beat out a lot of regular season NBA games. Uh, it are, has already sold way more tickets than the AAF. So I think we have a really good quality product with the XFL. And I think, you know, we, uh, you know, innovators and early adopters, it's our turn to now kind of what I'd say sneeze and uh, sneeze is not actually sneeze on somebody but tell somebody look this is a legit product you need to tune in and watch it uh, we got to see how the XFL does week two week three week four and if it can continue this this uh, kind of wave. I mean, we see a lot of products that, you know, they're really funny uh, or they become really, really popular on, on, on social media and then they kind of fall off. It was extremely popular. I mean, millions, I mean, there were thousands, I believe it even hit 1.2 million were tweeting about the, about the XFL. Uh, you know, now that I'm, I'm, you know, capable. I, 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 I fell into this. I tweeted about it, I believe, twice uh, during the trans course of the games. So you're looking at it. You're like, okay, well, that was two tweets. We're getting around that, that, that amount of people. 
And they, uh, so that was 1% of the population that watched it. Now we got to take in sports population and stuff like that. But we've got to allow people to know. We got to tell people. Uh, my father, he was, you know, shopping on Saturday and I was like, dad, you got to tune in and watch this. And so, I mean, that's what I mean by sneezing, telling people, look, this is a good quality product. Uh, I think you've got to have close games. You got to kind of build the rivalries. I think that Houston Dallas is going to be an extremely important, uh, piece to the league because they're going to have somewhat of a rivalry being in Texas. They've got to create that. They've got to create somewhat of a rivalry between D.C. and uh, New York where you kind of have that we don't like each other. We're going to, you know, we're battling to go to the first in the east or or second in the east. Winner goes to the We've got to have that to build this league. But for the most part, I feel like it's a really good uh, thing. I don't know if it will ever get uh, as big as the NFL. I'm not saying it's going to replace the NFL. I just think it's a league operating on its own standards and I think it's doing a tremendous job. I think it has good uh, quality football and I was impressed and that's what we talked about last week if you tune into it. If not, go back and listen to it but we talked about how it needs to be a good quality. Uh, you can't have too many, I mean you can't get, have people getting hurt uh, at, for the most part at least quarterbacks you can't have getting hurt and number two, uh, you got to have quality in refing and in football. Also, one of the biggest things that I feel like I needed to mention last week and I failed to – their, their mission statement says for the love of football. Uh, if you watch any of the XFL games, it says XFL and underneath for the love of football. And I feel like a lot of these guys truly love football. They might This might be their second. This might be their third. This might be their fourth chance at getting a shot at it. Some of these guys have bounced around NFL teams, uh, practice squads and stuff like that. But if you truly love football, jump on here. I would love to see Des Bryant uh, – uh, come into the XFL. Now, he's not going to get paid as much as what he would in the NFL. But just if you truly love it, love football, jump into the XFL. Absolutely dominate. And if you get moved up, you get moved up and you get signed. But this is people that love football. These are people that, you know what? I Honestly, I would love to see Andrew Luck. Uh, I know the quarterbacks in the NFL get a little bit more protection I think than than the XFL but I'd love to watch somebody like that instead of going you know instead of going against some of the best in the world go against the XFL it's still a quality football you're still going to be out and playing the game you love I loved it super fun so if you can kind of see this bell-shaped curve we're going to see if the XFL can cross the chasm and, and cross this idea, right? The 16% that have adopted it, innovators and early adopters, if they can get it into the early majority, into the late majority. Laggards, they're going to be the guys that probably may tune into it once, maybe twice, but I mean, they're, you know, four or five years down the road when they've seen it. Ah, you know what? This is actually, uh, my grandson was, was watching this on TV and, and I kind of like it. We all know those people as well. So let's see how this does. I believe the XFL can hit that bell-shaped curve. Uh, like I said, we're going to be we're going to be talking about this innovation life uh, cycle crossing the chasm. Uh, thank you, Jeffrey Moore, for bringing that, and thank you to my professors uh, that that have showed me this bell-shaped curve. Because when I was sitting in class, I was like, "There it is," you know, kind of that 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 light bulb comes on. I'm like, "Man, hey, I know this. This is exactly what the XFL is." Uh, so can they cross it? I believe they will. Uh, it was a great quality product. Loved it. Uh, 
So we're going to be taking a break. We're going to be stepping aside here, uh, taking a break, and then we'll bring it back, talk about uh, the scores for those of you who uh, don't know the scores, uh, talk about what is next week, our top performer, and the biggest surprise of week one with the XFL, and then uh, we'll be sending you off. So stay tuned after the break with the XFL. We are back again after that break. Loving it. Loving the new music. Checking it out. Learning some new things for all of you guys. So hoping you like it and uh, this kind of new and improved. Get the ball rolling. Trying to bring it on. Uh, For those of you who are fans of the show, uh, please tune in. We're going to be working back uh, into college football. Bringing some of the coaches that we had on previously. Uh, I got to get in touch. Got to kind of do some uh, crowdsourcing and stuff like that. Uh, Talk to my sources and stuff to bring them back on. Uh, Talk about this last season and kind of what going forward into next season and hopefully we can bring him on even a third time uh, obviously you know the first time with the first interview uh, a third time before the season starts we're going to be working uh, along with the XFL talking a little bit about that now uh, I just reminded me I got a uh, I have an assignment due and I was just uh, checking my uh, canvas that's what we use here at Dixie uh, kind of just a homework portal that you can submit assignments and and teachers can send you announcements and stuff like that. And uh, I've been reading this book for one of my classes. Now, it's called The Purple Cow by uh, Seth Godin. And one of the the coolest parts of this book, now I want to kind of summarize what he says, uh, and I think this applies to the XFL, and then we'll get into the scores and stuff like that. It says, at the same time, the marketplace is getting faster and more fluid. We're too busy to pay attention. If a bank teller annoys you, well, there's another bank right down the street. So while fewer people attempt to, to you know, stand out, the rewards for Remarkable continue to increase. Now, I want to give a shout out to Seth. That was a really well put line. With millennials and Gen Z, we don't have time. Well, we have time. We don't want to take the time to find something you know, new or or not that doesn't uh, play into our what we want exactly, right? If we don't like something, there is somebody right down the street that is going to, 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 to take my business. And I think that's the same thing with the XFL. But if we buy in, millennials, more or less, they're loyal to the product. Uh, I mean, for example, look at Android. Android users, hey, I don't understand it. I'm loyal to the iPhone. I want to be an iPhone user. Android users, they're like, iPhone? Android's the best. We have these rare loyalties, I think, with, with uh, you know, millennials, Gen Z. And I think that should be the target for the XFL because it's getting faster. Uh, we don't want a thousand commercial breaks in the middle of our football. Uh, we want to quick. We want rules to make sense. We don't want, I mean, I think we like controversy, but we don't want to have those blatant errors. And I think it makes it really unique. Uh, and that's what the XFL is doing is playing to their strengths. So just another little thought there. So this last week we had uh, the home team won three out of four times. Sorry, Dallas Renegades fans. They were actually, the I believe, the favorite to win. And uh, they lose their first game at home, which is absolutely wild. So uh, the defenders beat the Dragons by a score of 31-19. to 19. The, Rene- the Roughnecks, sorry, uh, won 37-17 over the Wildcats. The Guardians beat the Vipers 23-3. to 3, And the Battlehawks beat the Renegades 15 to 9. Now, 
<clears throat> that Battle Hawks was the only win. And I want to say this. I actually, as I perused through all of the uh, rosters and stuff like that, I really thought that Battle Hawks have one of the better rosters in uh, the XFL. If you really kind of break it down and you look at it, I think it's interesting uh, how it works overall. Uh the games next week, we got some really interesting ones, and uh, like I said, Defenders played well. I was impressed with them, uh, and so were the Dragons. For people saying that they weren't going to do much, they played fairly well. Uh, Roughnecks played well. Didn't really like the Wildcats. Didn't really like the Vipers and the way they played. Hopefully, you know, it was just uh, first game jitters, and they're able to kind of tweak it. Also, those teams were on the on the road, and we'll see uh, some, well... You know, Wildcats go home. Uh, Vipers are actually on the road again. So hopefully we'll see them kind of spring back into action. And also the Renegades. I'd like to see that game. I think that, that their game this next week will be interesting. Anyway, so the first game up on Saturday, we have the Guardians at the Defenders. Again, we need a big rivalry here. I think a lot of people should tune in Saturday afternoon. Not a lot going on. Uh... Instead of going out and doing chores, sit at home, watch some football, do that. Uh, it will be on ABC. The second game on Saturday will be the Vipers at the Dragons on Fox. Now, again, uh, Aaron Murray, you got to not be a turnover machine. Uh, Seattle, I feel like, played really well, and I think in Seattle they will play better than uh, than what is anticipated. Believe me, I just kind of have that feeling around the Dragons. And uh, I think Seattle fans in general, they're really passionate. Uh, look at the Seahawks home game. Seahawks don't lose very much at home. And so I feel like Seattle fans, if they can adopt uh, the Dragons as one of their own, like the Seahawks, it's going to be really hard to win in Seattle. Uh, yeah, the Renegades and the Wildcats. Now, the Renegades, we'll talk a little bit uh, a little bit later about uh, their top performer, P.J. Walker. But uh, the Renegades uh, are on the road against the Wildcats. Wildcats did not play... Oh, sorry, not Renegades. That's the Roughnecks. Renegades is Dallas. Dallas, uh, they're going to get Landry Jones. Sorry, I misspoke, but they're going to get Landry Jones back, uh, I believe. Hopefully, Bob Stoops can kind of figure out what went wrong uh, in their first loss and fix that. I really want to watch this game. This is going to be a very important game with Dallas. Uh, if they lose again, uh, I feel like as a favorite, you know, you're going to kind of start getting down. you got to figure out what's going on. And Wildcats have already fired their, their defensive coordinator, which blows my mind after one game. But, hey, if you're not cutting it, you're not cutting it. Get him out. Get him out of the building. You know, uh, this is technically a professional sport. If you're not going to be 100% on board or whatever they, they feel like on their mission or uh, – Get them out. So they did. Very important. That'll be Sunday morning on ABC. And then the final one, which is I think will be my the funnest game for me to watch, is the Battle Hawks at the Roughnecks. Now, the Battle Hawks have played at Dallas, and they're going to be playing at Houston. I thought that the Battle Hawks, you know, I like Jordan Ta'amu, which is uh, their quarterback out of Ole Miss. Uh, I thought he played really well. Uh, they only scored 15 points. So I don't know if that's, uh, you know, maybe Dallas's defense is good. Maybe their offense isn't as good. Maybe they, you know, first game jitters with Dallas being the favorites and people expecting a lot more. Hard to say. Uh, I thought the Roughnecks played out of this world. Now the Roughnecks are at home. So that's a little bit, uh, I mean, I mean, that's a little bit different, right? 
meaning uh, they've got two home games, so we need to see them on the road. But again, like I said, we'll be talking about this this guy, P.J. Walker, of the Roughnecks. I think he was the top performer last week. He he impressed. Uh, people said he was too small. He's in the XFL. He absolutely balled out. He uh, was uh, 23 of 39, 265 yards passing, four TDs, one INT, and a quarterback rating of 103, which I believe was the highest quarterback rating. I might be wrong, but it was so much fun to watch him. He played out of his mind. Uh, really sold me on him. I remember watching him at Temple. I thought he was a, a good quarterback. I didn't know where he'd be able to go in the NFL or if there was a place for him, but uh, was impressed with him in the Roughnecks. And I feel like the biggest surprise of the week was the St. Louis Battlehawks. I like the Battlehawks. Now they're in, a, I think they're in a tough division. Uh, they did beat Dallas. They're going to have to beat the Defenders. They're going to have to beat the Guardians. And they're going to have to beat the Vipers. And uh, they got to, you know, obviously maintain home field uh, advantage. Now, uh, they did go on the road at Dallas at Houston, so I believe they get uh, L.A. and Seattle at home, which if they can, you know, steal one on the road, that's going to be really good. Defend home field advantage, steal one on the road, that means you got six wins because uh, it's the 10-week 10, 10 season, still two on the road, seven wins. I really like this Battlehawks team. I think I'll, that will definitely be uh, kind of a must-watch. Uh, so for all of you out there, all you XFL fans, we're going to be kind of sending it off now. Uh, continue to cheer for your team. Get your team. Okay, choose a team. Now, that might not be the best team. I chose Seattle. We lost last week. Uh, even though I'm a Tampa Bay fan, I was like, you know what? I've been down this road before. I know how it is. Choose a, a team that you like and enjoy that team. And, uh, you know, follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. You know, buy into the to the hype. And then continue to tell your friends. I think you, we got to build that loyalty. And uh, overall, very impressive product. I like it. Uh, let's see how week two does. Uh there were there wasn't a lot of uh, issues as far as mics and stuff like that, uh, optic issues. It was great on all the major broadcasting. Uh, I love Joe Klatt and you know Kirk Menefee doing it and uh, Pat McAfee down on the field. So much fun, a lot of hype, a lot of energy. Let's buy into this. Continue to support all of the. Uh, teams here in the XFL. Uh, I want to leave you with this. Uh, continue to follow us in all of our fun dealings with uh, Get the Ball Rolling at Get Rolling 19 on Twitter, at Get the Ball Rolling 19 on Instagram, and at Get Roll at Get the Ball Rolling 32, I believe, on Facebook. Again, uh, Twitter, we're a little bit more active. I need to learn how to do a little bit better on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, but engage on Twitter. Let me know what you think. DM me. Uh, continue to, to send your support. Uh, we're going to be doing some giveaways and some more fan engagement stuff so if you continue to listen to this don't be afraid to reach out to us and uh maybe you can even come on the show and if you love the xfl as much as i do i'll have you on the show and i'll talk to you about it and i'll say you know what dude thank you for calling in let's get you uh, live on this podcast we're going to continue to build it let me know uh again big thanks to all of our loyal fans out there uh for you know supporting us through college football season and now into the xfl season uh this is uh tuesday morning we'll release this podcast we'll be looking forward uh for hopefully another podcast on thursday so stay tuned subscribe on itunes spotify tune in radio uh anywhere you listen to your podcast thank you guys until next time let's keep this ball rolling